I lost one cat and gained another cat. <laughs> All right. That's what happens when you do. All right. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. Give it one shot. You only All get you one shot. One Do not mic. miss your chance to blow. <laughs> Opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You only get one shot. Dude, do you know how good you are at Eminem impressions? You only get one shot. That's exactly like the butt thing. You went the up on the... Exactly. Only get one shot. One shot. <laughs> um, yeah, because all this is going to get cut out because uh, I'm not going to broadcast this stand-up. I though. can't believe you're being a coward right Why? now. Why? <laughs> Do your untested comedy bit on your podcast so everyone can hear, dude. I mean, hey, this is what we're doing is untested comedy bits all the time. So maybe it That's works. true. That's very true. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Nostalgia Pit, a podcast aiming to dissect pop culture, the subconscious, and other psychological phenomenon through a hyperbolic and prismatic lens. Hosted by Rob Snow and Colin Cassard, mixed by Alex Riddle, and songs produced by Golden Beats, the Nostalgia Pit is available anywhere you find your podcasts. Well, today seemed like a good day to debut a new segment, so we thought, why the hell not? That's right. Rob's Reviews, a.k.a. Rob's Recaps, is here to tell us about the new Super Mario movie. We also talk the homogenization of beauty, period pieces, and the trailerization of songs. Last but not least, Rob poses a conundrum of a question. Are we all sociopaths? At this time, we want to thank our sponsors, Strange Loop Animations, a brand new visual arts company specializing in 2D animation. The founders of Strange Loop have been supporters of the show since day one, and as they are supporters of the show, we are supporters of their art. So make sure you check them out on Instagram at Strange Loop Animations, all one word. And look out for our new animated commercial, animated by Strange Loop out now on all our social media platforms. Well, alrighty then. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Trailerize my soul. Do you have a review for us? You know, I could talk about uh, the Mario movie. That seems very apropos. Let's do it. Are you down? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, let me get because there's going to be so much substance in this review, bro. Oh, my God. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and now, the Nostalgia Pit Podcast proudly presents Rob's Recaps. What is Rob's Recaps? It's exactly that. Rob Snow from the Nostalgia Pit is about to recap something. What's he going to recap, you ask? There's no way I could conceivably know. I'm a pre-recorded voice. That was a dumb question, and you should feel dumb for asking it. And now, here's Rob to recap something. Hi, Rob. I hear you're going to recap something. <laughs> Where'd you hear that from? Uh, that's what Ron told me. <laughs> oh. Shout out Ron. That was great. Shout out Ron uh, on the Outsiders Social Club for the Sounders. We have debuted Fantastic. today. They're great. Uh, so first of all, a childless couple going to a weekend matinee 
of Super Mario Bros. the movie <laughs> is an absurd, ridiculous thing to do. Don't do it. I don't. I do not recommend. Why? We were sitting in between so many families and like just a bunch of like kindergartners just like losing their shit. And I so, was like, Oh my lord, what have was I this done? first week or something? No, this is like you know weeks in. No, you know what? It might have been like the first two weeks that it was out actually. I feel like you told me, because I think you came yeah. back and were like, I saw it, and I was surprised because I <laughs> yeah. had like just seen it on a marquee. Listen, I, I didn't want to put too much expectation on it, uh-huh. but I wanted it to at least rise to the level of the TMNT movie from 1990. Okay? okay. That's okay. all I was asking. I know that's a high bar. That's a high I and guess. low bar at the same time. It's a high, it's a, <laughs> exactly. It's a and you know what? It damn near... It damn near did it because here's what I was confused about as a kid. Okay. Why the fuck, if there's already the characters designed, there's already backstory there, uh, there's already like mangas and animes and cartoon shows, how the fuck can't you do a Mario movie that looks like Mario and feels like Mario? Okay. Are you going to have spoilers in this? Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You just might in as case. Well. Just spoiler in case. alert. Get it if out. You wanna, if you up want top. to. See the Mario movie, and you haven't at this point. Skip ahead. Just forget about this shit. Skip the podcast. We don't even want you here. Trigger warning. God. There may be spoilers. I do not know. Why? Uh, I will say though, like, like I, okay. I feel like there's a way I should feel about it, and then there's a way I feel about it. Okay, that's how I feel about it. Let's let's uh, look at both of those things individually. What is the way you feel like you should feel about it? I should feel that it is a cynical cash grab that is simply a commercial for all the Mario property and games and shit. Uh, and that it is uh, a piece of shit, you know? Okay. That's like written formulaically, you know, just to sell uh, merch and games. Okay. How I do feel about it okay. is that it was fucking fire. <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't fire, but like, uh, I feel like they nailed it. Like, it was like a fucking Mario movie. Like, I've been obsessed with these characters for, you know, my entire life. I think they're fun. They're colorful. They're interesting. Like, it's a fucking Italian plumber from New York that's in a land of mushrooms and dinosaurs. And there's a gigantic dragon turtle as his nemesis. It's pretty badass. And he's got two girlfriends, bro. What? This is so dope. Anyway, I've been obsessed with these characters. I've been drawing he's them ever since I was like- a polygamist plumber from <laughs> Brooklyn. A- What's not to like? A mustachioed polygamist plumber from Queens, bro. What? He looks like a fat Tom Selleck. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> he does. He's a handsome motherfucker, man. He may be 4'8", but he's handsome, yeah. you know? Anyway. Short this- king. <laughs> I, I just like also I will say although controversial to begin with I think the casting actually worked I think Charlie as Luigi is fucking perfect oh that's uh, Charlie Day yeah nice okay I only saw like I remember when Chris Pratt got announced and that was right. the only thing that I saw and I was like yo what the fuck <laughs> why I try to ignore, well, I don't try to ignore, but I just like, for some, I don't have the bandwidth for uh, uh, a lot of the hype that comes up into a movie. 
Yeah. Like for me, all I need is like, oh, there's a Super Mario Brothers movie. Cool. Like I'll I'll go see it. I don't need to know like who's playing every person. Like yeah. I like do you remember back in the day when there was no internet and all you knew about the movies that were up and coming were the posters that were at the yeah. movie theater? And yeah. then occasionally a trailer and yeah. people would be like, oh shit, did you see the new fucking Austin <laughs> Powers trailer or like whatever? And then you'd yeah. be like, no, I didn't see, like what movie did you see? I got to see, you know, like if people would go to movies for trailers. Oh, absolutely. I still to this day, damn near want to get there on time so I can watch the trailers. Sometimes. That's a throwback though, because there is absolutely no need for that. They're all over Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. doesn't matter. It's like new trailers starting now. Dude, let's anyway. let's talk about trailers here. How is Warner Brothers so bad <laughs> at trailers? And I'm not yeah, saying they're good. like like we could talk about their movies. That's a you know a whole nother discussion. They're not. I'm not saying that they're good movies. Yeah. But what I am saying is that they give away so much. So does Sony. In so does Sony. Every dude. single. Trailer. The entire fucking movie from start to finish. Rising action, climax, denouement, the whole fucking thing. Every they literally will tell you everything except if the person lives or dies at the end. Yeah. And And I'm damn near like what superhero movies. We know who like the only thing that you need (laughs) to that you don't know going in is what side character dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like It's just like, dude, they gave it like Renfield, for example. We haven't seen it yet, but it's like, dude, they showed like five minutes of footage. Yeah. See, I try to stay away from that because I want to be entertained by that movie. Exactly. I want to see Nick Cage reprise his vampire role and but like really do it this time. Yeah. Because you did you see the fucking uh, uh, fuck? What's it called? It's like it's Nick Cage's early the one with the meme in it where he's like, Looking all crazy with his eyes. Uh, fuck. What is man. that movie called? He sounds like Donald Trump. He's doing a Donald Trump accent. He's like, okay, that's not what I'm talking about. He's like doing this weird Donald Trump thing. And he's he a had, vampire. Uh, he, he thinks had he's the a vampire. Trumpian affect for a good while. It was called Vampire's Kiss, 1988. Vampire's Kiss! So yeah, uh, he's reprising his vampiric role, dude. I'm excited. Uh, well, I will poop nothing on the movie or tell you anything about the movie. Oh, I'm sure it's bad. Oh, I've heard good things. I've heard, uh, I mean, I saw some some reviews, but, you know, like, dude, reviews are arbitrary. Reviews are one of those things where you just see a number. Right. You don't know the context of anything. So it's like, I can't remember what movie was being talked about on this movie podcast that I was listening to, shout out Cinephobe. Um, but they were talking about how all it probably got all bad reviews because of right wing nut jobs, like, oh, like because it had you. some evel- uh, some evangelical stuff in the movie. And I can't got remember you. what movie they were talking about. It wasn't Dogma, but you know, for example, let's just say it was Dogma. So let's say Dogma got like bad reviews from a bunch of critics because of the the blasphemous quote unquote uh, content, illegitimate you know? reason. Strike it from the record. Exactly, and you know, Dogma. Don't get me wrong, like has some bad stuff in it just being bad like the poop monster like do we really need that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like yeah. there's some some parts in dogma where it's like what is you know what is you don't this? like poo poo humor well as an adult man even as a kid man i thought it was just like <laughs> i thought it was like all right like 
to me, like dogma, the brilliance in it is like Buddy Christ. Yeah. You know, George totally. Carlin's character. But also like that first scene with Affleck and Damon just like being angels in yeah. the fucking airport. Yeah. And Sarah McLaughlin has, has got not Sarah McLaughlin. No, Atlantis fucking Morset, Atlantis Morissette. I got my nineties <laughs> rock starettes mixed up. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna have to come over to Everot and choke a fool. I can't believe I said that. I'm actually I'm embarrassed. You like my be. early sex capades. I'm embarrassed right now. You should be. Um Atlantis yeah. Morissette is so different and so well, cool. I mean, having sex on a floor with people trying to come into the to the room is sounds embarrassing. It's very it was embarrassing. It doesn't yeah. sound like it was a uh <laughs> you know, a pride filled moment. No. It was nope. just, it sounds like there was a lot of panic. Like, essentially, <laughs> let's go back to the lizard brain. This was yeah. lizard brain activate. Rob needs yeah. to spread seed yep. no matter the circumstance. Yep. <laughs> and it was, and then it was like competing. It's like yeah. territorial part. Exactly. Was like, You're like, what are you doing right now, bro? You're vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was tight. Oh, my God. I maintained a boner. That's the lizard so, brain. Thank you. It was okay. That was the lizard LB. brain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was flexing that gigolo. <laughs> jig- yeah, he, he gave her the gigolo flex. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so Super Mario Bros., all right? Yes. I think it got pretty much everything right, in my opinion. Okay. All right? I'm an aficionado of Mario a little bit. And, you know, I got the Nintendo Power magazines with the fucking comics in them. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. And I read that comic, and this was fucking dead on. You know what I'm saying? And... The franchise has potential because they haven't introduced my favorite character, Wario, yet. Oh, shit. Now they have to include Waluigi's bitch ass. He came later. I but don't like that guy. I don't like Waluigi that much, but you know what? I, got, I should give I him a him. chance. I should I give him, him a chance. But they fucking got the mood right. They got the look right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the casting was fine. Okay. Uh, I did not hate it, man. I didn't hate it. It's not like I fucking shed a tear, okay? So if anybody's trying to say I did, they're clearly lying, but I did like it. So you said that they didn't bring uh, Luigi, Waluigi, obviously, um, and you're somewhat of a Mario aficionado. Did you notice what games they paid homage to? Did, like, obviously, I assume there was some Mario 1 and some Donkey Kong uh, uh, homage. Like, was it treated kind of like his origin story? Uh... Like, yeah. Like the Mario we know and love, it's definitely his origin story, yeah. And uh, they had... See, I mistook it. I thought for a second that, um, like, the original Mario design was in it as, like, an Easter egg, but it wasn't. It just, like, it caught me by surprise. It was just the uh, the original Mar- voice of Mario. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who did the let's go that we all know uh, he Mario. was like a cameo in it, and he was wearing a fucking goofy old timey outfit. But uh, yeah, man, he was playing Donkey Kong. Okay, yeah, he was playing right. the arcade cabinet in a jump, pizza shop. Jump man, jump man, yep, pretty that's fire. The OG Mario, the OG Mario, yep. Did was there any turnips or references to Mario Two? Uh, there was the maybe that was Mario Three. Actually, what was the Tanuki suit in? Was that Three? I think that's three. Or or Super Mario World. Yeah, maybe. It might be Super Mario Yeah, the Mario Tanuki World. suit was in it for sure. It was pretty close to the fucking comics, though. You know what I mean? Bowser just wants to marry Peach. That's it. He just wants, to, wants her to love him. But he doesn't know how to give love or receive I it. I want to say that that's in number two. 
Oh yeah. Wait, no, no, no. It's it's first appearance Mario Bros. Three. Yep, you're right. Yeah, Sorry. that's what. I don't know if it really referenced uh, two. Two was a weird one. But well, two two is technically you know the story of two, right? Uh, it was like some other game, right? And then it's they... originally a different game, and the the game that they had slated to be Mario Two looked very similar to Mario One, but it was too hard for the American audience, and so they were like, "Shit, we need to like rebrand a different <laughs> game pretty quickly as Mario," and so they just dropped Mario skin and a couple other like you know familiar skins, but like everything about Mario Two is like weird. It's like. You start out and you're in those theaters. There's the shy guys. Yeah. There's all these, like the raven at the end, and you're like getting, getting like the, the fucking glowing egg from its mouth, like. Because that was the first appearance of the shy guys, right? I think so. Shy guys were in the movie. Yeah, like the turn Shout up, out shy the, guys. The turn up that I got, you know. Oh on my, yeah, yeah, on my yeah. Arm. Nah, he wasn't in that. Yeah, like because that's like the thing is like you those pick up, guys. you know, all those like things, like the turnips <laughs> right. out of the ground, and and you throw them. And every now and then you pick up one that was like a, a beaker, you throw it on the ground and it's a door and then you go into it like <laughs> yeah. the dark world. It's so weird, bro. Dude, that game's a, f- like I played that game a lot on NES. It's fucking dope. Like yeah. it's a fun ass game, and, you know? So I was wondering, I was like, are they going to bring it in? You know what I mean? Like, nah, I don't, I would I don't see recall like a movie that. or comic about that, even though it's completely different. Yeah. That, I don't recall any turnips in it. You know, I could have been wrong. But uh, but it did reference Super Mario sixty four, all right, of which course. is a classic. And yep. uh, he grabs Bowser by the tail and you know does a little circle, little spin, spinny move. Did that classic? Have you ever beaten that game? Uh, I think so. I'd have to have. Yeah. Did you beat it or did you get all? My sister got like all the stars. She was the only one in our family that could get like all hundred and twenty two <laughs> stars or whatever it was. Oh damn. That's a lot of stars. It's a lot of fucking stars, man. Dude, I love that game. I would just like treat it like an open uh, world game. <laughs> just run around. That was the fun part is you had that like extra, you could just run around the castle. Hell yeah. Just do shit. Yeah. Do shit. Do shit. Do shit. Do shit. Just got to clean it up, you know, do shit. <laughs> Give it a little clean. Give it a little clean. Do just shit. Give it a little clean, you know. Just gotta give it a little clean is all. Have you ever cleaned out your butthole? Have you ever cleaned out your butthole? Have you ever seen it shine? Everybody should be bleaching their asshole, let's be fair. It's just something we should be normalizing Ass Bleach, available now at Star Mart. You might ask, what is Ass Bleach? Well, I'll tell you. It's bleach for your ass. Is your asshole too dark? Does it make you uncomfortable and you think it's stained with shit? Have you tried bleaching your asshole? Ass Bleach. Are you tired of bidets? Are you tired of toilet paper? Well now, just splash on some Ass Bleach. The Ass Bleach and Enema set Brand new at Starmart, right next to Cotter's Cocaine Emporium and Chipotle Steakhouse. Ass bleach, not for the taint of heart. Bleach your asshole, make it shine. You can do it every time.
Speak, speaking of which, I've been wondering this. Are those asses yeah. behind you? Yeah. Are you yeah. in a field of anus? Mm-hmm. Yep. You've been doing this whole podcast from a field of uh, rectal depravity. Yep. And in, uh, in a fart cloud atmosphere. Yeah, wow. A planet. a planet of bots. A planet of colon. Drugs. That's all I can say about that. Uh, do you want drugs? Uh, do you want drugs? Uh, 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 uh. I don't know what's happening. Are you going to see Bo is Afraid? Tell me yes or no right now. Uh, I don't think so, but maybe... If it's, it's Ari on... Aster. You don't yes. care about Ari Aster anymore? Uh, well, Have you I... fallen out of love? Well, I wasn't in love. I liked Midsummer. That's not what I was told. I liked Midsummer, but that was about it. Didn't he do a hereditary? Hereditary. Harriet. Did you Her- see that? Hereditary. No. Hereditary. Who did the witch? I feel like that's also Ari Aster, but that no, can't no, be that right. I think that was Robert Eggers. Yeah, because it couldn't possibly be. I think Robert Eggers. I'm, I'm wondering if I don't like him. Because yeah, I didn't like right, the witch, Mr. Eggers. I didn't like the witch, Ebert. and I didn't like uh, the other one. But the white, ha- the lighthouse was good. Not the White House. The lighthouse was good. Did he do the the lighthouse? He did. That was his second film. <laughs> that he was likes, very good. He likes period pieces uh, about white people, old timey <laughs> speaking, <laughs> having mental illnesses, having illnesses of mentality. No, well, did you? Did you, you watch get the a witch? chance to watch Hereditary, you need to. Yeah, I, uh, did, I did see The Witch. Did you bad. like it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I did not like it at all. Really? I thought what it was, about I thought it, it was did awful. you not like? Um, I thought that it was very dark cinematically, and I get that it's yeah. a period piece, and that's like part of the whole intention. Sure. You know, it's a horror movie. Right. But it's like that still can like a be psychological horror, yeah. Yeah, but then I hate the whole thing where like it I I don't like movies where there's just a lot of gaslighting. Like horror movies where it's just like gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. And like every now and then like the weird like a cult thing can be done well and I mean it's yeah. it's interesting that I say that because The X-Files is is one of my favorite shows ever and it's just Mulder being gaslit forever. <laughs> and so <laughs> It's like, to me, when I watched The Witch, it was like, this girl is being gaslit by her six-year-old, like, cousins or brothers <laughs> yeah, or yeah. whatever, and the people around her are so stupid and yes. so misogynistic yes. that they take these six-year-old's word for it that she's a witch. Right. And then, you know, whatever, spoiler alert, she is a witch. But... <laughs> is she, though? Is she? Is she, though? You know I mean, saying? she got she got on a broom, she? didn't she? At the end. <laughs> but I'm saying, is it you know fantasy? Is it like you know uh, what's that called? Uh, fantasy realism. There's some term for it. But uh, yeah, I feel like I don't know, man. It was fucking good, bro. I hated good. the dialogue. I hate the dialogue ti- had hate- such attention to detail. You know what I'm saying? It was like. Period, uh, 
but I don't want to listen to people from that period, and I don't find that period. <laughs> okay, that's I don't find that find that period funny or fun. I don't find oh, like it's not. I don't find like a time period where women are being put down constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, let's make like new period pieces that are like historical fictions that mm-hmm. like don't have these things. You know, if like if you are so obsessed with the it's wardrobe, like the Bridgerton or whatever the fuck it's called. If you're so obsessed with the wardrobe and the hair and you want to bring all that stuff back and that's what you're about, like, cool. But, like, I just, like, don't want to see these recreations of these old times. And so that's why, like, even Peaky Blinders, like, I couldn't Mm -hmm. do that. And part of the reason I couldn't do that was, like, the anachronistic art choices of the music and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I mean... I think Broadway Empire was like a good example of like a period Boardwalk piece. Empire. Board, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah, so w- was good. a good example of a period piece where they weren't like leaning too hard into that like bullshit transatlantic speech. Like it was still like, you know, even if there were accents and stuff like that, it was still like how people spoke, but like the dialogue was written to a level to where it was engaging and stuff. Yeah. So you didn't like uh, keeping it accurate uh, to that time period. Uh. I just am ultimately not interested in period piece stuff that is like, that has to be accurate like that. Like, I think that there is a, it's like soloing with, on an instrument to me. It's like, (laughs) you don't like noodling, dude. (laughs) Well, it's like Shakespearean wording is very flowery, right? And a lot of people like are literate. And, and are literature based and they like that kind of style of speech and i don't know it's there i don't know maybe i should just go back and watch it again but ultimately yeah, watch it again. it's fucking good i just i don't cinematically, really want to go back and excellent. watch something that you know i walked away just being like i didn't really like that dude you know? cinematically it's fucking excellent it's so good at like building this foreboding mood and it just maintains this tension the whole way And what I love about it is the content where it's like, you know, I mean, it's very obvious to most people, but the fact that like hyper religious, like misogynistic, you know, patriarchal uh, religions breed like mental illness, you know, and like superstition and cause a lot of damage specifically to women, you know, and how easy it was to just turn on any woman you want for fun if you want at that time. You know what I mean? Because they valued women so little. And I also really liked the mixing in of like fantasy elements. Like there's that like witch in the woods. You know what I'm saying? It just randomly cuts to this witch in the woods. And it's like, why did they do that? Well, they did it for a fucking reason. You know what I'm saying? So then you got to think of like what it symbolizes and shit. I just love it, man. I love it. It it made me think is what I'm saying. And I love the attention to detail with the uh, period accurate speech because they did hell of fucking research, apparently, on how to get that right. I might be wrong about that, though. <laughs> Maybe they didn't do very much. It's always this thing that bothers me as well. And there's an argument to it on both sides. But it's, a tr- it's the thing of like casting a 19-year-old girl or whatever to play a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. And essentially, you know, the argument for the pot, like, like, would be like, oh, well, I want to, um, you know, get a well-polished and established actor to, to do this, right? Someone who's capable of it, yeah. But the downfall of it is the hypersexualization of children. 
I, I hear you. I hear you. And so what happens is is you you cast an 18 or a 19 year old woman to play a 14 year old, and then you put them in these like positions where you're kind of still making them like sexy on screen. Right. right. And I'm and like I'm not okay with that. That's you know? a tough so one though because because human beings explore sexuality at that age, and so how do you? represent that on film ethically or is there an argument to make that you should just never do that because i was exploring my sexuality well before then mm -hmm. but i think it would obviously be un unethical to have a 13 14 year old you know do something sexual on screen for the enjoyment of masses <laughs> like obviously that's wrong so like yeah so guess, that's what I'm saying. There's two sides to the coin, right? right Where right. it's like there is the negative side, which is it sexualizes children in a way for certain people yeah. to make them seem like to make a person think that that's what a 14 year old looks like or something sure. like that. And then, you know, then they try and go pursue. I don't know. I mean, in a in a in a world where we all have porn, I don't think that's that as a, as applicable because people can see things. But. Either way, it's just like there's a dangerous side to it. Yeah, but I, I agree that, with though. you. Ultimately, like you can't, you know, that's what you do as a filmmaker yeah. is you cast an adult in these roles. You, you have to, yeah, because you know you can't cast a child, nor would you want to. And I do agree that you know, uh, sexuality does not like start right. You know, when adulthood does. <laughs> right, right. We become adults immediately at eighteen, and at that point. We, we start become, exploring sexuality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 19 uh, years and 13 days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I hear that, though. Like, that is a danger, though, you know, hiring a 19. But you know who did it really well, though? This is off topic as fuck. But uh, The Last of Us, the woman who played Ellie, like, holy shit. Or the person. I don't, I don't want to, like, misgender him or nothing. I don't know. But whoever that is who played Ellie killed it. And, you know, they were playing a ostensibly a, a you know, 14, 15 year old or whatever. It is. And it was not, even though there was like a romantic subplot in one of the episodes, it, it, I didn't see it being like, it wasn't like a sexualized portrayal. You know what I mean? It was very like innocent. Yeah. Uh, Bella Ramsey. And so that's Bella like. Bella Ramsey. Yeah, she fucking killed it. So that's the, that's the, the, the differing. You know, example, if, if you're, they're doing it the way that, you know, uh, you're uh, saying that they did, you know, that's the way that I think it can be done because you right. can like even like Stranger Things. It's like those kids are like having romantic endeavors. They're, ha yeah. you know, like, but they're but it's also, not like perverted or like sexualized. It, well, exactly. And like part of it is just like and part of the way that you do that is. The, like the way that a person's dressed and like putting them into certain situations. And so that's why the period pieces become a little dangerous to me because it's like, okay, mm. do you have a fascination with this like time period and like the way that it, it's talked? Or do you have a fascination with the idea of like men being in power and you miss it? Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. when you think about uh, Woody Allen and how, mm -hmm. you know, he was giving signs of who he was through his films by always making the love interest underage and stuff like that. Mm. I always wonder, and, and Tarantino with feet, or, or 
things like that. You like, can't fil- get more obvious than that one. Like that one is clear as fucking day. So if filmmakers <laughs> have little tells that they've drop into movies, like I'm wondering, I'm like Robert Eggers, what's your tell? Are are you you know are you into like? Do you miss this time period? You know what I mean? And you're hyper fascinated with it. And it might be an innocent fascination and all of these things. I think uh, it's... This is all reckless speculation. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I think that uh, probably with him, from what I see, it's like it's a vehicle for him to explore the darker side of the human psyche. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, something about a certain time period is like the perfect vehicle for that you know like i will say there's nothing quite as good as some fucking turn of the century uh you know <laughs> men in a black and white fucking lighthouse during a storm like man that you can really explore some darkness in that. <laughs> so that's different like that movie was fantastic and that's a, Dude, that's a period so piece good. so Very that's like that's that's well, different yeah yeah exactly i mean it's interesting. So, like, The Lighthouse was obviously a horror movie in the psychological sense in, like, such strange ways. Mm-hmm. It was so original. It's like one of those movies where it's like, I don't really want to watch that again for a good while. I'll probably go back and watch it again. Same. But it was, like, highly unsettling. And some of the shots mm-hmm. were just so fucking amazing. Dude, it- so amazing. I... For some reason, and I might be, like, misremembering, but I remember, like, there were little flashes of these, like, tableaus. And they were so fucking like, uh, they were like a, a, a renaissance painting of, of, of a Greek tragedy. You know, it was like, holy shit, like this is epic. Like, man, he killed it on that one. And it just explored, again, it explored like all these like dark uh, pieces of humanity. Like these men of the turn of the century, uh, you know, dealing with their homoerotic fantasies and shit. Like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like it's dope. It's good. It's a good one. We just watched, uh, or I watched the uh, the fanat the fanatic, blah, the Fred oh, Durst, yeah. John Travolta movie. Finally, hell yeah! What'd you think, dude? It. Uh, I forgot how dark it gets at the end. Like, have you seen it? Oh no! Had you already seen it? I had uh, just seen like thirty minutes of it, and then I had stopped it. Oh yeah. And then that's. I, I imagine I would do the same. Uh, I had read I read a synopsis of it once upon a time, but I had forgotten about the ending. But uh, yeah, you haven't you you never watched it? Nope. It might be John Travolta's best performance ever. <laughs> I just shut the fuck. I'm not. I am not <laughs> joking. Oh my! I god. I believed him as this guy as yeah. Moose, probably more than in any other role I've ever seen him in. Even in Face Off. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I believed him that well in Face Off. Like Vincent no. Vega, he was pretty believable. That's I true. I mean, Grease, he's decently believable. Dude, Saturday Night Fever, he's entirely believable. He's believable in that. I mean, he's believable in um, Look Who's Talking. You know, as oh, like as you know, they're horrible. <laughs> they look so bad. I would never have any no, interest. They're really bad. <laughs> Unless we did like a live. No, stream. we wouldn't. Because cinephobe is already done. <laughs> They're that bad. Oh shit. No, no, I wouldn't. I don't want to watch baby movies, unless no. Even baby geniuses, which was no, actually no. We an talked about the movie. 
The babies at the mouths, you know. Yeah, so you, creepy. Yeah, we're not doing I don't think CGI doing. babies. No, thank you. But yeah, you know, it's this movie's all innocent, and it's just you know John Travolta, you know, being a stalker, and then he breaks into the guy's house, and then he like kills his maid. Yeah, as you do. Uh, um, on accident, you know, she's not really on accident, but he hits her, and ah, she falls an and breaks her neck. Oh, and then, shit. and then the maid is just outside in the yard for like days. No one what? discovers her. And then That's macabre. And multiple things happen. And then he breaks back into dude's house. Devin Sawa is the movie star who he's stalking. Oh, nice. Classic. And he ties him up and, you know, fucks with him a bunch and terrifies the shit out of him. And John Travolta is just being, you know, innocent but creepy at the same time. You know, obviously very creepy. And then Devin Sawa gets out and shoots his fingers off. Oh, shit. And, and it turns, yeah. And then, like, you know, he starts screaming. And then he grabs a knife and stabs him in the eye. Oh, shit. And then, and then. Fred Durst, what is wrong with you? And then, so John Travolta is just like laying there, like screaming, like ass off, you know, for the screaming. It's just like, damn, like, it's this. He is was going up. for it. He was going for it. And then Devin Sawa starts to feel bad and then just sends him away and just like wraps him up and like sends him away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. And then uh, uh, he's all bloody and he's sitting there and then someone knocks on the door. It's the cops and the gardener found the dead maid. Oh, shit. And then they think it's him because he's covered in blood. And then, you know, uh, John Travolta's character gets away. Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't see that coming. Well, here's what I have to say about that. Devin Sawa got rid of his tooth gap. Why? Why? It was such a nice little tooth gap. Why did he do that? That was like part of his fucking look. Come on. Devin Sawa, what are you doing? Uh, we got to homogenize. I don't know if you know, you know that. I hate we it. Gotta, we got to just, you know, put all of our DNA in a pool and just homogenize. <laughs> and we just got to all be a homogenous... Lump. Lump uh, sat alone on a buggy marsh. Dun, 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 dun. This except for his heart. Nice. I saw Devin Sawa in the fucking Chucky series. Yes, I did watch that. Yes, I did. Yeah, and you love horror movies. I forget I about this. I fucking love that stupid shit. I love stupid shit so much. I love it so much. It's ah. the stupidest shit you've ever heard of. I love it. Jerry, I love it. So Devin Sawa was in that shit. He played multiple roles. And at, no, at many points when I first saw him, I was like, yo, he looks so familiar. Hmm. What do I know him from? And then I was like, that, nah, nah, that can't be Devin fucking Sawa. There's no fucking way. And sure enough, it is. He got rid of his tooth gap, which was his entire identity. Did you see... Uh Idle Hands. I love Idle Hands. It's one of my favorite fucking movies when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, one of those movies that was like like that in Detroit Rock City. Did you ever see Detroit Rock City? Not, that, a, no. not a horror movie, but it's like, there were like these underrated movies that like never really got the shine that for me as a kid, I was like, these movies are really funny. I don't know why people don't like them. Yeah. You know? As an and, adult uh, now, can you kind of see... Well, okay, so Detroit Rock City, you know, it's about a Kiss cover band. Um, okay, yeah. You know, it's. I think it's actually pretty dope. It's got Edward Furlong. Um, Classic, okay. You know, the dude who played John Connor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Before it's he got, really went off the rails. It's got uh, uh, the, the Jungle to Jungle Kid, 
Remember when Thaddeus was talking Holy about? Holy shit! So Thaddeus was talking <laughs> okay. about the the jungle to jungle kid that yeah. looks exactly like Millie Bobby uh, Brown. Yeah, that kid is in it. He's the drummer. And he's and then, not the Discount J and Silent Bob guy, right? Yeah, he kind of is. Oh, is he? He looks kind of like okay. he looks kind of little. He discount. looks like Jay. He looks yeah. a little like Jay. But the, they're a Kiss cover band, and they get tickets to go see Kiss play in Detroit. You know, Detroit Rock City. Kiss okay, is from okay, Detroit. it's all it's coming together. Of, all right, you know. And then um, the the kid from Jungle to Jungle, his he's uh, his mom's religious. She's like you know the the young life. For back in the day. And uh, she finds his kiss tickets and it's, you know, Knights in Satan's service. And so she's very <laughs> anti-kiss. So she okay. burns his tickets and then they have to, you know, go to Detroit and they have to figure everything out. I highly oh, recommend they have the to movie. figure out a way to get in. Well, he gets, their... well, well, then their buddy, you know, he's their drummer. He gets put into private school and they have to find a way to get him out of the, the religious mm. private school. Gotta bring and there's a up. scene where they put mushrooms on the pizza uh, oh. and give it to the priest, you know. Nice. He was really seeing God. Yeah, see, but that movie doesn't have any uh, zombies in it. Natasha so. Leone's in it? Okay, okay. Dude, I'm saying, it's it's not a horror movie. I understand that There's it's no not zombies Seth... It. Yeah. It's not Devin Sawa and Seth Green being dead and yeah. funny. Well, no, no. Devin Sawa never dies. I guess he that's true. He cuts his hand off, though. But what is Seth Green has Which the... Does he have the bottle in Seth his head? Seth Green has the bottle in his head, yep, and the other right. homie has his neck... Or his head almost completely severed. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like flops. It's great. It flops around when he eats a burrito. It comes out. He has to duct tape That's it so right. it doesn't seep out of his he hole. Ducks it. Yeah. It's great. Hole seeping. It's great. Idle hands. Did you say yeah. wholesome? <laughs> well, I said, no, I should have said that. I said hole seeping. It's so, so wholesome. Yeah, that's so wholesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, horror movies are really hit or miss for me. I am either really into them or really not i like the psychological horrors i don't like the gore porn so yeah, i think like, you would be into hereditary it's okay it's a little gory from time to time but psychologically fucked well i'm okay with gore right so i'm okay, okay with like realist realistic violence periodically but like so for example like robocop like robocop's a fantastic movie. <laughs> um and what is that guy's name ver ver Hage, ver i forget Robocop, Robocop, Robocop. I forget. I forget it. God damn it. I know his name. We talked about it with. I know, but I gave up trying to recall any information ever. Paul Verhoeven. There you go. Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. Paulie. He's great. Yeah, that dude's a badass. No, I was thinking like Hostel. So I remember Hostel was really big. Saw, you know, I think is a good example of like the. I think that is the gore porn style. Like I liked the Jason movies back in the day yeah. where it's like classic where it's more the idea that he's chasing you and you're trying yes. to get away. And then the kill happens. Right. And it's kind of, and it's know. always inventive. And this is another like uh, from dusk till dawn thing where I think they probably had a team or some special effects makeup dude just go buck wild. And they were like, yeah, do pretty much whatever you want, man. Yeah, and that movie franchise was great because it was very stuntman oriented. You know what I mean? Kane mm -hmm. Hodder, like, of he was in a bunch of movies as a stuntman, and he was Jason, and like they made that a thing. Hmm. I just love when like the crew gets a little shine. You know what I'm saying? Like Hell the special yeah. effects guy or the stuntman or whatever. You know? Yeah, let's like, make a movie yeah. and give it to the crew. You know what I mean? First, you know what I'm first. Movie. That's why I like John Wick. John Wick's a great movie. It's Did great. you see the fourth one? 
Not yet. Or well, actually, I might have. I forget. The they kind of all run together. To be honest, it's still in theaters. I think. Oh, then no. But I will. I guarantee you should it. go see it. Selena My and I. My wife went, loves Keanu. Selena and I went on a matinee uh, during the week. You know, because we get, we do that as well. But we did not go to Mario Brothers <laughs> on opening week. We're conscious of opening these things. weekend. <laughs> it's like a fucking Saturday or this some is shit. What you, yeah, this is your problem. I did you it probably to went the second day, probably or the second yeah. weekend. One of the two. It, one of the two. Either way, those th- those those are both too early. My philosophy is weekday matinee, third weekend. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You're probably going to be unbothered. Uh, very unbothered, and we can always get the seats that we want. And it's very chill. It's very chillax. Yeah. I can bring my uh, my my pen in there. I can get a little blitzkrieged. I can sneak anything in there that I want. Go. I could put a pants baguette into my pants <laughs> and uh, keep it body temperature for the time that I get in there. Yes. Make sure that I get all the looks from the guy who's giving me popcorn. Yeah, like, uh, damn, bro. What's in Then when pants? he says, when he uh, asks me if I want some butter on it, I give my pants baguette a very hefty adjustment. And then I say, <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to give it a friendly pat. <laughs> Just in the side of your leg. You want some butter on that? Pants baguette. Going out to the club tonight? Feeling a little insecure about what the ladies might think of what you're packing down there? Well, we've got what you need here. From the makers of Invisible Plunger, we have the product for you. It's called Pants Baguette. Pants Baguette is simply a baguette shaped like a well-endowed penis that you can put into your pants. And with the pants being tight enough, you will see results, trust me. 75% of the time it works, 90% of the time, okay? And let's just say it doesn't work, you know? Sometimes that happens, right? You know, sometimes it happens, okay? Sometimes, you know, the other guy with the pants baguette gets in there before you, right? So what are you gonna do, okay? You gotta walk home, you're drunk, you had, what, four Long Island iced teas? Pull out that baguette. It's warm. Body temperature. Soft. Good for two days. Pants baguette. Coming soon to Connor's Cocaine Emporium. Uh, yeah. Super Mario Bros, man. It was a an okay movie. It was I just, I don't understand. Like, you can't... All right. You know what? It was a commercial cash grab, okay? But... What the fuck isn't? What is not? Uh, Every movie that's ever been in the theaters is a fucking commercial cash grab. It doesn't get made if it's not. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, there are a lot of like indie films and shit, but if you're yeah. going to watch a movie of that, okay, what was like Pig, a blockbuster? What was you know what Pig with Nicolas Cage a commercial cash grab for? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was a profit motivated. Well, that's different. That's different. I'm saying. I mean, everyone wants to uh, make money, uh, break even at least. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, No, but everyone wants to make money, Um, including me. I'm trying to make money. You want to give me one hundred percent? Me too. Touch my butt for dollars at a time. And you know what makes money is selling your product and And your body. So, if you're gonna have a big advertisement. But no, I think these are characters that can have stories. And I think they told a story. Is it attached to a lot of like video game and merchandise and shit uh, products, whatever? Yes. 
Is that a fucking crime? Not always. Depends. I think this is fine. Are you surprised? I think the real kind of surpriser is that it took from like 1992 to 2023 yeah. for, them, for Nintendo to do movies. That is what I am baffled by. I don't understand that. How could this not have worked in fucking 1993 like, as a 2D animated film? You know? Yeah. 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 Or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Well, 2D animated films, I feel like, weren't... No, I guess, yeah, they were still big then, in 93. Yeah. You still had uh, Disney doing stuff, and I think it was a couple years later that um, Toy Story came out, but that wasn't, like... Well, I think even after no- that, they were doing 2D animated films. And then there was, well, yeah. like, DreamWorks and, like, yep. you know, some other folks. I mean, isn't, like, Finding Nemo still 2D? No, Finding Nemo's CGI. Okay. So when did it shift to full CGI? That's the question. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I don't know. I wonder if Disney's put out a 2D animated film anytime recently. Mulan, I remember, 99. Yeah. Um, Was Moana? I mean, I feel like some of those movies... Moana was CGI. It was CGI? Yeah. What about Lilo and Stitch? Was that Disney? Lilo and Stitch was 2D. That was Disney. That was Disney. Yeah, no, they did. They switched all the way to 3D. Pretty sure. Oh, Princess and the Frog was the last 2D animated movie. When was that? That must have been 2000 and uh, like, I don't know, three? Something like that. What? I what? never heard Maybe. of this movie. What, really? Yeah. No, Princess and the Frog. It was set in the fucking bayou. Bow. Bow. In the bow. Oh, that was 2009, bro. God dang. Wow. Yeah, I got to refill my fucking drink, bitch. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. That's so mean. All right, I'll be back. Motherfucker, I'm back! Hey. Hey, what up? It's me. Sir. It's your boy. It's your boy, Robbie. What's up, dude? Shabra. My cousin was in town, and she was like... My dad told me you don't like to be called Robbie anymore. I was like, what? Why? Why did he say that to you? I've never mentioned it. Everybody I know calls me fucking Robbie. Or Rob. Hey, Robo. Roberto. Robion. Roberto Nieve. Lord Snow. Yep. The snowiest. Snowiest, the whitest of all the snow. Uh, How many... Snow plows. Have you plowed? (laughs) Cocaine is a strange drug. Cocaine. I don't know which way to go, which way I'm going. So I was doing research on this thing, right? Astrophysics. Um, Astrophysics. And I wanted to say that Steven, uh, Steven Tyler is full of shit. I'm kidding. Okay, um, please elaborate. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, I was researching this this phenomenon of the music being slowed down and reverbed out and stuff in trailers. Mm, That's yeah. been happening for like five years plus now, probably. Sure. Are you talking about like, for example, like with uh, Get Out and uh, Five on It, that kind of thing? It's like, yeah. I got five on it. You know, yeah, yeah. It was uh, the say my name was in Candyman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. 
I got five on it. Yeah, there's a Ma- there's Mad World covers, there's uh, Nirvana oh, totally. covers, there's yeah. all of these things. Um, it's called uh, Trailerizing a Song. Uh, that's what um, it's called. That's is dope. what Brian Monaco, he's a president and global chief marketing officer at Sony Music Publishing, calls it. That's he said it grabs people's attention because while they might know the lyrics, the temporary arrangement of the song throws them off. Yeah, it's called trailerizing a song. That means changing every aspect of the song, but leaving the lyrics. People know the lyrics. The goal is to catch people's attention. Maybe they're not not paying as much attention to the trailer, and then they start to hear the chorus of the song and go, wait, I know that song. They start paying attention. Now they're watching the trailer. All right. Well, that worked for a little while, but then yeah. it became formulaic and gauche, and I don't want none of it. So get it out of here. Yeah. So apparently this guy and other people are training uh, songwriters and musicians on the art of trailerizing at Sony. Jesus Christ. Four Sony. times a year he holds camps where writers work out different arrangements of classic songs, pulling from the songbooks of artists like ELO, The Beatles, Paul Simon. He calls it a, quote, writing exercise, but argues that it benefits all parties. The original artists get paid for the songwriting and an uptick in streaming. So, okay, that was the thing that I was wondering. I was wondering if this was a way to get past writing credits. Got you. Because then you're doing a cover, which is like you can do a cover so much easier than you can like get the rights to a song. Yeah. So uh, the movie studios get a chance to turn heads with another slowed down trailer song. Meanwhile, the publishing company gets money from all of it, which is great for publishing companies who so desperately need our help. (laughs) <laughs> did you was that an editorial line at the end of yours I, or was no, that in the fucking article no that's in the article this is the <laughs> this is the av club i think is that the, being, oh it's being sarcastic okay. yeah i think they were they were yeah poking fun at it um poking fun but yeah trailer trailerizing fun. i was always wondering about that and it like it kind of bothers me and i enjoy it every now and then you know what i mean but like Same. it's clearly it so depends. overdone case at this case. point it's really yeah. overdone yeah. It's gauche. Get it out of here. It's plebeian. I want it. You goddamn plebe. I want sophisticated shit. You plebe. <laughs> I just want to hear something sophisticated, okay? Is that so is that so hard? Is that so hard, Hollywood? Come on. Sophisticate me. Sophisticate me. You know what I wish they would call it? It's trailerate. Trailerate. Okay? Traileration. Have you ever it's seen better. the movie Drop Dead Gorgeous? No. Wait, no, no, no. Is that the, um, that's like the faux uh, documentary, right? Yeah, it's like a Christopher De- uh, Guest mockumentary. Yeah, style. no, I've seen that. Yeah. It's got Will Sasso in it, right? It's got a bunch of people in it. It's really good. Kirstie Alley's in it, I want to say. Kirsten Dunst is in it. Oh, Drop Day Gorgeous. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, yo, yeah. This one's funny as fuck. Yeah. I ain't saying that in a hot minute now, I tell you. That's a good moment, man. I'll tell you what. My question is, what was Ellen barking about? What were they barking about? What is Kirsten dunced with? Why is Kirsten wearing a dunce cap? Oh, shit. Oh, shit, now. Yeehaw. Are you spooning a spoon in a smoothie? Spoon in a smoothie. Is that what you're doing? It tastes good. <laughs> Just Probably not a, a, a good thing to do on a podcast. Because there are raspberry seeds in my teeth. 
Oh no! Everyone can hear your raspberry seeds. Can you hear my seedlings? What? Pounding it. Pounding it out on the bathroom floor. Picture this: we were both butt naked. Butt, butt. I gotta say, you know, World War Two was a horrible war, but. <laughs> oh, you've turned it into an effective uh, device. <laughs> I don't even want to do it because I feel like you can only say problematic <laughs> things, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> I was setting you up. Yeah, I was up. like, nope, nope, you're like, nope, nope. Your instinct, of course, is to one up me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but then, what am I going to go with that? That's, no thanks. I didn't start at a at a friendly. Build very quickly. I escalated it too quick. You know, Albert Fish was a pretty bad guy, but no, <laughs> disgusting. Taint right, fish grease. Taint right, and I can't understand it. Hey, you know what hey, listen, buddy, it ain't us. It ain't us. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you. As you yawned. That was very nice. <laughs> You're like, I'm excited. Trying to undercut the, uh, I want to keep it balanced, man. I'm so excited that I need to be tired mm-hmm. to balance out. Mm-hmm. That's why I do heroin and cocaine at the same time, okay? My, my heart loves it. Your what? Oh. You're hot. You're hot. My heart of hats. My in my hat of hats in my hat of hats. <laughs> nah, shouldn't have cast a Bostonian to say that line, dude. It's a bad. It's in a my hat of hats, I tell you, I had to fight. <laughs> uh, I want to learn. Um, I'm trying to get better at writing song, not rap, but song. Mm-hmm. And so I want to. Pick your brain. Do pick it. Pick it like a anything else you would pick. Pick it like it was a writing strike. Pick it like it's a nose. Uh, pick it like it's your butt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I want some potato chips right now. Pick it like a stab. Pick it like a stab. Oh, here's another thing that we should do. We should do an episode. Uh, try and get someone to come on and talk about shrinkflation, and like or or find a website. That has documented shrinkflation. Because the shit has gotten out of hand. What is shrinkflation? Okay. Put my smoothie over here. Shrinkflation. Put your smoothie down. Keep your raspberry seeds over there. And let's break this down. Okay, so shrinkflation is a concept. It encompasses both the inflation of price and the shrinking of a product simultaneously. Oh. Like so, physically shrink? Like So an example will be you're getting a bag of chips, Doritos. Oh, right. You're okay. paying $2.79, right, let's say, because the price has gone up for, you know, since we were kids when those bags cost $0.99, cents, for example. Right? I remember when it was a dime. I remember when a bag of potato chips cost a penny and a half. You had to break a penny in half. I'd go to school with a nickel and I'd get a piece of pizza and a bag of chips. So, 
One way that they do it is they raise the price. The other way they do it is they shrink the amount of product that you get. So since the uh, pandemic has happened, it has essentially been an excuse for corporations to triple down on profit margins because they lost money for a short period of time for a couple months some of them not even oh, all of them. poor guys some venture capitalists lost money and so what's oh. happening is like oh. for example a bag of doritos was like three and three quarters ounces or three and a half ounces for like you know the the personal size bag yeah and now it's two and Three quarters ounces, and they still only half filled the bag. And so, uh, we went to Costco, and you know, uh, today, and we've been going to Costco regularly, getting the same, you know, staples. One of the things they'd had is this bag of kettle corn. The name of, of the kettle corn is Boom Chicka Pop. Oh yeah, right? I have some of that in my fucking cabinet right now. And so the bag would always come packed like a fucking like brick, right? It was like a fucking pillow. Not anymore, baby. Not anymore. Um, and so those are all of the ways that shrinkflation exists. And so it's deceptive in a way because these, you know, these people are selling you a product that you think you're getting. Like so, I like so. For example, for me, so let's 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 just break down what shrinkflation can do to a person. I have issues with uh, uh, de- like putting on weight because a. I have a disposition, a body type that is prone to putting on weight, even if I'm eating healthy. And then you couple that. Yeah, I think you would look kind of, you know, weird if you were like super, super skinny, right? Well, you look normal, like being like a little huskier. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like I I would look fucking weird as shit if I. I Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, I did look weird as fuck for a while. I have that Eastern European bear gene in me, so I mean, I ha- I carry weight well because I'm supposed to be from like yeah. winter states, right. and so one thing that can be deceptive, right, is this concept. Hold on one second. So, so for a person like me that puts on weight, like always in the past, I'd eat a a quarter, or I mean, a half of of these bags of chips. I'd get the personal bag and I'd eat half of it, and then I'd put it away, and then. Uh, uh, I'm not. And so all of a sudden I find myself eating the whole bag of chips and still craving more. Or I buy a pack of uh, sharing size M&Ms, right? And it has the same amount of M&Ms that the normal size had before. And so what is happening is essentially I feel like I'm a fat ass. (laughs) I feel like I'm a piece of shit that needs to, like needs... Uh, uh, two candy bars to satisfy yeah. himself, or yeah. I feel like I'm a piece of shit that needs two bags of chips. I bought two personal sized little bags of chips the other day because when you look at them, dude, Funyuns have like two and an eighth ounce for two dollars and seventy nine cents. <laughs> a fucking onion ring, corn, unprecedented, thing. dude. Yeah. It's a fucking unreal. Like, like yeah. I, I get genuinely angry <laughs> because. I just want to experience a goddamn speck of nostalgia by eating some fucking Funyuns. Yeah. And and then I'm just like, dude, you put eight fucking rings in a bag and charge me $3. Yes. And you paid it. And you paid it. it. And you ate it. And you're going to do it again. No, I'm not going to do it it again. Some of these things have gotten- Are you in protest on this one? Dude, well, some of them have gotten too egregious. It just, what happens (laughs) is like, I'm not going to protest. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to change 
my habits. Yeah. So I'm just going to go buy something else that's yeah. not going to fuck me over as much or is a better deal. Because it's insane, the profit margins that fucking Lay's is making off of this shit. Oh, yeah. And then they're, oh, then they're still so. goddamn penny pinching. Like I, It's just fucking insane, dude. That's Absolutely capitalism, insane. baby. But the point is, so that you can see the anger that comes up. And the anger, that's genuine. Because what is happening is because I'm being gaslit by the industry into into <laughs> right. thinking that I'm like in, in, into what satisfaction is. Right, it's like, dude, right, you guys right. have been doing this thing for such a long time, and now you're raising the price. And under like the guys, like you think that when a price is raised, you're getting the same thing. But in reality, it's like McDonald's, Lay's, all of these companies, they're just raising the price while simultaneously mm-hmm. shrinking the actual quality of the product because yeah. they need to be stretching profit margins as much as they can. Absolutely. So this is another another fucking thing about capitalism, you know, is you got to just like fuck over the customer. 100 fucking percent, yeah. And I bet you money that they have teams of like psychologists. 100%. Who are like figuring out the best way to slowly do this, slowly wean you off of the amount that you're ingesting but in slowly increase the amount that you're paying for it <laughs> you know what no, i'm they saying just, they just want you to be okay with spending more money yeah. like it, it on like, less and the, less yeah the fact <laughs> of the matter is there aren't psychologists that are thinking about that it's not that devious because it's it, this is too stupid it's too profit driven <laughs> like like this isn't like the idea of like the new world order is like funny to me because it's like you really think that there's that much uh, uh, cooperation between people. It's like these yeah. guys are like all the people at the top are all sociopaths that are pro- like a lot of them are on the autistic spectrum. A lot of them don't know how to express emotion or connect with people. And so the only thing that they do is money. And it's, it's just what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point, man. Like, you can't get average-ass people to uh, convene on a really sensible position and act in solidarity together to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe going to the doctor shouldn't be like uh, putting me in tens of thousands of dollars of debt. You know what I'm saying? And nobody can get on the same page about that. But... At the highest levels where the most is at stake, they can all get together, get on the same page, have the same views, work together on this centuries-long plan to oppress the average person. I don't think so, man. I don't think it's like that. I think there's a simpler explanation, probably. I think it's people are stupid and everyone's greedy and everyone's trying <laughs> to like make money off of every other person. And that's, some people were more successful about it because they don't have the... Um, the, the roadblocks or the road bumps, so to speak, that are empathy. So it's like, like if you think about ro- like the road traveled, right? And, and, and all those little emotional things are either like little twists or turns or something like that. But the point is you have to like turn your car a little bit. Right. For the, for the, the unemotional, it's just like, boom, they're just blasting right. through the neighborhood regardless <laughs> yeah. of stop signs. But anybody can be turned. I think we all... Uh, because of the incentives of this particular type of organized economy, uh, I think we're all sort of sociopathic a little bit. Like, we all know that, like, the majority of our products are the result of severe exploitation, 
you know, that comes from exploiting people who have been ravaged by war, <laughs> you know, like it's all like we know that that shit is, is happening. And yet we still order on Amazon and we still do what we need because the system itself operates that way. It's not like we're making the choice. It's not like I am taking a whip and, and causing physical harm to someone directly. Yeah. So I'm OK with it because the system handles it. So I think the system sort of makes everyone a little bit sociopathic. And the more hand you have in making that system work, the more sociopathic you are. You know what I'm saying? The system just like requires compartmentalization. Yeah, absolutely. Like, because there's no ethics involved in anything ever. I mean, you go take an, uh, an economics class, you know, no ethics involved. Yeah. You go take Dude, a philosophy I, class, almost no ethics involved. You know, like I took crazy. a uh, like a, a small business course. When I started my small business, <laughs> I was like, it'd probably be good to like know a thing or two about what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? And I took this course and this dude, like it was the wrong course. I'll tell you that right now. It was like some Gary V shit where everything is like very vague and uh, <laughs> has a lot to do with like what mentality you have, not like specific good instructions on how to like properly run a business. Uh, and, and this dude had a whole section, a whole chapter on how... Uh, bankruptcy can be used as a financial tool. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's fucking that crazy. Because the goal should be, you know, to run a successful business that benefits someone else somehow. But that is not what the fuck is going on. Turn and burn, baby. Yep. As long as you don't give a fuck about employees or customers or anybody else you'll be very successful. Yeah, as long as you have no soul and you're exactly. willing to use humans as punching bags, slaves, etc. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think we all do at some level in this system. Like, I think it's kind of inevitable. Yeah. But I mean, the difference is the, la the layers of uh, the degrees of separation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to grasp the horror when you're so far removed from it. Yeah. You know, people that see traumatic incidences firsthand are often changed. Absolutely. Because it's because, you know, it's real. But yeah, it's just uh, all the information is out there. You just uh, don't know what to trust because a lot of it. <laughs> well, is I think that's bullshit. very intentional too. You know, mm -hmm. the breakdown of any trusting of any like organization or institution or anything, it's like, how convenient. Now it's like, I don't know what to think about corporations creating a monopoly or like ha creating a feudal system in some company town. <laughs> yeah. And I also think that part of it is just the inherent misunderstanding in what the purpose of science is. And like, well, science is a religion, you know, and it, it's to have faith in and it's to bow down to a scientific uh, clergy you know, a priest class that keeps us away from God and the truth of our 6,000-year-old flat earth. I mean, I saw the flat earth, man. I saw the edge one time. I stood on it, and then I screamed <laughs> like Highlander, and I kicked the dude next to me off. I saw flat earth, man. I, I was that. standing on my ice wall, man. I saw, I saw the fucking edge, man. You seen Game of Thrones, man? That's, That's so the fucking good. edge of the earth, man. That's like the dude from Office Space. <laughs> like, yeah. I could yeah. see him saying that shit. But you know what? I've taken to eating and drinking about it. You know what I'm saying? And smoking about it. 
Sometimes you gotta do some drugs. Do some cocaine. Sometimes you gotta do some drugs. Wipe your dirty shoes on the rug. Sometimes you drink whiskey out of mug. That's why they call you a cook. Is that the reason? Uh, I mean, I figure like we've been doing these song spelunking things and the coherence of the lyrics are really inconsequential. It doesn't fucking matter. So I figure, why not? Why not? That is why they call you a cuck, man. Not you, but the proverbial you. The plebs. Let's make a movie called Cuck House Millionaire, man. And we're gonna make a million dollars. Cucksicle. Cucksicles will make you holler. Cucksix. Cucksix. Like a Wait, what the fuck is a coccyx? I forget. It's a a tailbone. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where your monkey little tail would be growing out if, if we were alive 35 million years ago. Or some shit. Hey, <laughs> Probably I didn't have that, no actually. goddamn tail. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was born Jesus Christ. I was born Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was born Jesus Christ and I died Jesus Christ. That's right. <laughs> and then I was reincarnated me. <laughs> yeah, man. People are born today with tails. Come on. I wish I was born with a tail. Maybe you so were. Cool. Maybe you were and your doctor took it off. That's true. How would I know? Like... It's crazy the amount of uh, surgeries happen to babies without yeah. the parents' knowledge because the doctor is like, oh, that's not normal. <laughs> the doctor's just like, oh, it's kind of gross. Snip. Yep. <laughs> and then the parents are like, we were, that's a fucking genetic sign of the Armageddon in our prophecy. What? Our familial prophecy. Now they'll never know. The second now coming we'll of Christ, know. his horns were chopped of off. Fuck. The cross yeah. that was like in his chest, they just cut that out. They're like, oh, gross. What is that? What is that? It's like, that was Not the prophecy, bro. Prophetic. Prophetic well, literature. The trailerization of music. The trailerization of religion. Oh, uh, should we just start? Should we do a trailerization, a trailerized version of our theme song to catch the attention? dun 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 how do you fucking how do you make that in minor key though i feel like you always have to put it in minor key that's like a huge part of it how the fuck do you put that in minor key i don't know if, if you can do that um if cocaine's a hell of a drug then what is methamphetamine it's a good time baby it's a good saturday so the question is, so this is this is an interesting thing. So we're going to go back to Super Mario here for a second. Yep. Video game movies have always been kind of a dangerous ground for me. Oh, yeah. And it's very interesting because I love video games. And it's like, why wouldn't video game movies work? But like, yeah, you look the story's at the, already there. When you look at all of the track record of video games turned movies, whether it's Resident Evil and all of those... Or, Although I do love that movie, though. <laughs> do you like you know, all of them, or just no, the no, one? no? God no! Oh God no! The the first one, I was like pretty into that, but Resident at Evil some 4 point, is one I think of my fucking games. it it got really bad. I believe it. Um, I mean, Street Fighter with Jean Claude Van Damme was a horrible movie. <laughs> like I love it. Don't get me wrong, because it's so bad. Yeah, and it's entertaining and it's nostalgic, but it's 
awful. I mean, the Mortal yeah. Kombat one is like once again entertaining, but it's kind of ass on for a lot of the actors. I loved it. You know? I loved it in a and terrible then, way. I loved it. Yeah, and then Annihilation is awful. Um, oh yeah, real bad. Then then fucking Super Mario Brothers movie was bad. Like, but also bad in an entertaining way. I mean, they took so many bizarre turns that it was actually entertaining. You know what I'm saying? A movie that makes you go, man, what the fuck were they thinking? Like, what? Well, why do it like that? That's an interesting movie. Who was the you guy that played saying? Bowser again? Like, the oh, cast d- uh, is Dennis, crazy. Uh, Dennis Hopper? D- yeah, Dennis Hopper, yeah. He had his, his Bowser costume was having slick back hair. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, Bob, uh, Bob Hoskins as Mario. That was fitting. That was great. John, Lang- John Languizamo was actually fitting as Luigi, too. Yeah, he worked. Totally. And then, yeah, Dennis Hopper as Bowser. It was very, very interesting. That's bizarre. So, dude, this is hilarious. Okay, so I go, Google search, Super Mario Brothers movie, 1993. You know how it pops up, and then it, it, it shows the little icon, tells you, and it gives you the overview, cast, everything, right? Gives you the little blip for the cast, and it's just six people. The cast, it says John Languizamo plays Luigi Mario. Yeah. Bob Hoskins plays Mario. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Hopper plays Bowser. Yeah. Samantha Mathis plays Princess Daisy. And Carlene Moore plays Prostitute. (laughs) 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 Okay. I didn't see that one coming. (laughs) No. I like uh, Mike Schur's philosophy that like he always <laughs> gives the extra characters a full name so that when yeah, yeah. one of these people is like, you know, they're telling their friends like, hey, I was in, you know, the new Jurassic Park movie. It's like, oh, cool. What did you play? And then, you know, they're just like, oh, extra. Per-, you know, like, I didn't even get a name, you know, right, et cetera. Right. right? No, nah, instead, it's like, oh, I was Mike Travers. <laughs> it's like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, Mike uh, Schur and hit a lot of the casts on uh, like The Good Place, I think that movie, like every single person, or I mean that show, every single per- like character had a full name. Dude, that show is like a masterclass on what network television could look like. Like that is a, that is a good show. I still haven't watched it. It's on my list. It's I good. I, I, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of good things out there that I, I get to it. I'm gonna get to it. <laughs> get to okay, it eventually. Until Who are you then, talking? I'm just gonna I, keep I haven't watching. seen Game of Thrones. Okay. Hey, I just gotta re- keep watching the X Files until I'm done. So I'm on about the 16th time through right now, and yeah. uh, I just what can I say? Uh, Mulder really gets my uh, gooses uh, Gosling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I totally understand how you could be Ryan Goslinged. Ah, uh, what can I say? I'm on my oh I don't know sixth watch of. Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> it's not weird, okay? It's not weird. It's not weird. It's normal. Don't judge it, me, okay? I think we all have our comfort places. And I think that a lot of adults our age, are their comfort places in Disney. Yeah, yeah. You Which know? I do judge as a Star Trek fan. I definitely judge other people for their fandoms, 100%. I'm like, that's weird to be a Disney person. Being a total Trekkie, normal as fuck. Disney person? Weird. So you say you're a total Trekkie. Are you more more pro 
Trek than Wars? Uh, no, I feel like they are so different. It's like apples to oranges. Like mm-hmm. I love Star Wars. I, I never understood the um, opposition. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 teams. I didn't understand that. But I I yeah. apparently it's like sort of a um, on the spectrum thing is what I'm understanding from the discourse online. They're like Star Wars is for like more you know uh, what's it called neurotypical people, and then Star Trek is for like neurodivergent people. And hmm. I guess I can understand that, but I love them both for different reasons. I think that that is a dangerous, or I mean, not, not that dangerous, but I think that's a blanket generalization. Oh, 100%. It's you more know? black and white than the truth is. I guarantee yeah. I know neurodivergent people that like Star Wars <laughs> 100%. And, and, and vice versa. Yeah. That is funny, though. I, Star yeah, Trek it's, was it's one of those things. It's an interesting hypothesis. Yeah. Star Trek was one of those things where it just came on after The Simpsons. And that was what I knew Star Trek as. And Star Wars was, you know, very epic and a a big part of our life. But part of that reason was because, you know, the original trilogy was huge for our parents. And then they re-released it while we were kids. And then they had the trilogy, the new trilogy come out. So it was like... Star Wars dominated the uh, the Hollywood side of it right. a lot more than Star Trek did. Oh, 100%. And so, yeah, I think, Star Trek movies cannot compete with Star Wars. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's that's the biggest um, the biggest thing about it. And I would I say the the difference, the main difference, is that Star Wars is fantasy and doesn't really have that much to say about the current like socio-political environment it does it says stuff about it but i feel like star trek is straight sci-fi it's literally set in our future like it's and it's based all on science and philosophy and it has a fuck ton of commentary on our current socio-political environment so it's science philosophy sci-fi <laughs> yeah oh, exactly Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we just like, yeah. It so is like oh. totally. Like I feel like Star Wars is mythological and fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's, it's uh, like King Arthur's Western court well. type shit. You said what? Oh, it's very uh, Western as well. It's very Western. That's true. Like and cowboys. Star and- Trek is more like. Uh, you know, like what it's hopeful. It's like, what if uh, something brings all of the earth like together and then there's all these other alien civilizations. And since we've learned to coordinate with ourselves, we are actually able to even coordinate with alien fucking species from other planets. Like how beautiful is that? That's beautiful. That's like a hopeful image of the future, potentially. Although there are some uh, fan theories that Star Trek is really like a militaristic, uh, fascistic, one-world government. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so here's a question for you, a philosophical question. Would you take a one-world government if the one-world government um, pooled its resources for the betterment of the of, of humankind? Yeah, 100 fucking percent. Like, I don't understand the opposition to a one-world government— like, I don't a, understand it. 
there's only one way that we evolve as as a species, and that's why pooling the planet's resources together yeah. and banding together on a similar like concepts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the problem is that humans are just inherently uh, corruptible, evil, whatever, however you want to say it, you know, and and so that makes you know any form of government infinitely susceptible just bad, to... whether it's you know whether it's capitalism whether it's communism whether it's you know to- totalitarianism obviously what but like any of these setups they're all just like they all break under human flaw it's just hmm. matter. yeah maybe i don't know i feel like uh it's hard to say but you know, a lot of times we that is used as like a way of saying like, uh, well, there's nothing we can do because humans are, you know, human nature is fucked. You know what I mean? No, and no. I still like, think that there's things to do. Yeah. I just think that it's like, that's the way of the past. And I think that we, if we want to evolve away from the lizard brain, <laughs> then- um, How can then we escape its fucking devious glare? By I'd say by doing hallucinogens. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and I yeah. mean, it allows you, it doesn't remove your lizard brain, obviously. I still clam up when I take a piss, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, your sphincter you know, tightens. It allows me to at situations. least, you know, like maybe notice it and like say That's something. That's what about it's all it. about, right? Yeah. That's all Noticing it do. and working through it. You know what I mean? That's therapy. Processing, integrating it. Integrating. Yeah. We don't want to get rid of anything, we want to integrate it into the whole. Into the butthole. Mm-hmm. Into the sphincter. Enter the colon. <laughs> it is warm and it's round. Enter the colon. It is warm. Like a Disney song? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like it's beauty and the my colon, it is warm. Yeah, I think Disney people are fucking ridiculous. And that's why I love Jason and Freddy and Chucky and Ninja Turtles and Super <laughs> Mario Bros. Because I'm not ridiculous and I am a normal person. I'm normal. What is normal? <laughs> Who cares? I'm drunk. <laughs> yep, facts. Drinking is a drug. No, I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> it certainly is. Drinking is a drug. Drink, drink. Drinking is, is a drug. drug. We've been going for 212 minutes. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I think for, for the sake of me going back and editing it, you know, I, I like. Let's just fucking cut this shit. I would have cut it out. <laughs>